Hello there, welcome along to the podcast Sport and Life. Ed Draper here, sports broadcaster in the UK. Hope you're well if you are in the UK. It is a blistering hot Friday, uh, the end of July. Just checking the uh, date, it is the 31st, I thought it was. Um, bearing down on August and it's boiling hot blue skies above me in Cheltenham in the west of England on a couple of late shifts or a few late shifts this weekend. So a um, little bit tired, but great to see the sunshine out. And had a really interesting conversation with Anthony Fowler, former Commonwealth champion boxer, uh, professional with only one defeat to his name. That was a British title fight last year. He's coming up against uh, a friend of mine or a local, certainly someone I know well now over the past year or so, Adam Harper, who's on his way back after uh, a false dawn of a retirement last year. Scans were overthrown and reanalyzed and he's able to box again. Uh, but the podcast in association with Bang and Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV, specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands, providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installation. So Bang and Olufsen of Cheltenham website, you can go there for details, phone numbers, etc. Or you can contact the guys on social media, on Twitter and Instagram as well. Jason Briggs and his fine team. If you want new equipment, it doesn't have to be Bang and Olufsen, Serene AV, the sister company there or brother company, I think they're mainly men, um, they can uh, get other equipment as well to source your home entertainment system, whatever you want. Also, shout out to Cytoplan, a uh, supplement company based not far from here, food-based supplements, so digested like food. We take in particular a foundation formula, foundation one for women, which has iron in it, foundation formula two for men has no iron because we should be able to reduce that most men from our, our diet. That's the, the rationale anyway. I'm not a doctor or a nutritionist per se. I've done a little bit of nutrition training, but mainly around sports science and fitness. Um, so that's uh, this company, cytoplan.co.uk. If you want a 10% discount of those supplements, which my father has helped design in part, he's a, a GP, general practitioner, but also a nutritionist who's put, run nutrition courses and is deeply interested in trace elements in particular, selenium and zinc. If you do want a 10% discount at cytoplan.co.uk, so C-Y-T-O, plan.co.uk you can go there and enter the code draper10 my last name all capital letters d-r-a-p-e-r then the numbers one zero draper10 10 percent discount there at cytoplan.co.uk well i hope you enjoy this podcast with anthony fowler as i say it's interesting in boxing you have these sort of alliances that you gain just naturally so for one i have with with john Ryder because i've known met him a number of times and um, sort of met him on holiday bizarrely so he ha- I had that sort of affinity for him but when he fought Callum Smith in a big super middleweight fight last year kind of was conflicted I spent an afternoon with Callum as well when I hosted the Sky Sports Boxing podcast and I think that's we have to try and be impartial as much as you can when it comes to the actual event and just say may the, the best person win and it's really interesting speaking to Anthony because not only is he a successful boxer but he's also got a business on the side in property which he talks about and CBD oil which he really raves about uh, in, in terms of diminishing anxiety and pain for athletes, uh, it's been a revelation to him. So fascinating to hear him talk about that. And again, I suppose when you're into supplements and you're into sort of substances that enhance your life, particularly natural ones, you start to question some of the sort of commercial situation we're in where we have alcohol is a big problem in society, which is arguably less beneficial than other things which are, which are illegal. I know it's a contentious topic, but we're seeing changes around the world, aren't we? And in, in particularly in the States in terms of legalization of marijuana in certain states and things like that. So the question of what's good and what's bad is not necessarily binary. And we live in a binary world, don't we, without too much nuance at the moment. People in camps, them and us. So really interesting to talk about that with, with Anthony Fowler. Hope you enjoy it, guys. Uh, if you do, rate it on iTunes, but I'll be back at the end just to bookend the podcast. Thank you for listening. Hello. Anthony, hello. How are you, sir? 
What's up, mate? Okay. Yeah, I'm very well, thank you, bud. How are you? A week out? You feeling good? Yeah, I feel good. Is this on, this on speakerphone, is it? Is it this it's, you can have it on your earphones or you can talk into speakerphone or you can talk just as a normal phone, however you, however you want to do uh, it. Are there changes to just like a normal phone? Oh, get, right. There's no option. I think, oh, okay. It must be coming out of the speaker then. I don't know. Yeah. Unless yeah, you can talk. You can, yeah. But you, uh, you, sound, you sound good, mate. You sound good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, but you, feel, you, you look like you've done some good sparring this week. You're feeling, you're feeling fit. You're feeling ready. Yeah, I got um, the kid was really good, to be fair. The kid caught me off guard. I didn't know who he was. And um, he come to the gym like a young kid. Walked in, yeah. Just looked like a, um, like a young, young kid. Quite fragile. But he was. <laughs> he, was he was the opposite. He was a game kid. So we had um, 18 hard rounds. So I really rate the kid. He's got a, um, got a big future, that lad. Wow. What's his name? Adam McKenna. Adam McKenna, yeah. So that's that's interesting, isn't it? Like it's kind of you never never judge a book by its cover. That's it, I guess. Mate. I think, honestly, <laughs> if you see him, you would never think that he can fight the way he can. Like he's um, he signed a golden boy in Oscar De La Hoya when he was eighteen. So that says a lot about him. But I, I, yeah. didn't, really, I didn't mean to be said. I just thought just another sparring partner. And um, he, he caught me off guard the Tuesday, and then on Thursday we had, we had a really good hard spar. Oh, good, good. So that's it now. Tapering down, are you for the the main the main event? Yeah, yeah, that's it, mate. Yeah, definitely. Um, my weight's good now. I've got my weight down nice and early. So I can just relax now and just look forward to the fight. Yeah, how comfortable is the weight for you generally? Do you, do you feel like you're there long-term at Super Welter or do you think you'll move up to, to middleweight? Well, this camp's been the first one that I've struggled with because I think because of that quarantine, I had like three months living like a mm. normal person. Just like, I'm still <laughs> playing every day, but you know, having like a few biscuits and a cup of tea and stuff, just like living a bit, a bit normal. Yeah. And, like, the, the weight just crept on me a little bit, so... When Shane phoned me to say you've got a fight, I was like, shit. Better get, <laughs> better get back on the salads. How much notice did you get for this? Is it did you get about a month um, or did you get more? No, it was a, it was probably about maybe nine, ten weeks, maybe. So yeah. it, it wasn't bad, but I was quite heavy at the time, which I'm, ne- I'm never really heavy. I normally yeah. walk around like one seventy, which is isn't far from the weight at all. But I went a little bit a little bit heavier this time, so yeah. a bit more a bit, a bit more of a struggle, but. After after this fight, I'm gonna have a little small holiday with my girlfriend, and I'm gonna get straight back into the gym. So um, yes, it won't be happening again, mate. <laughs> where, where are you planning to go? Because we're, we're getting locked down left, right, and centre again. Mate, you know, but I'm sweating. We have a book on because we're just like waiting for them um, confirmation that there's somewhere we can go. We're not gonna get stuff there or something. I know. But it's gonna yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, we got some friends got a house booked in France. We booked it in January, and it kind of looked like we weren't going to go. And now it's looked like it's opened up again. But now I'm thinking, is it going to be open up, or is this oh, tricky? Oh, is it? It's changing day by day. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting about putting on weight during lockdown, even though you were, you were running and doing that stuff. Because I, I think a lot of people found that you're not because of lockdown, you weren't even moving around as much. Just generally, were you going out, walking around mm. town, that kind of stuff? That, that was almost, it, you know. Yeah, my girlfriend said the same. She said she used to like run around everywhere and. But she was sitting in the house just eating food and like, <laughs> like I was I was going for, I was going running and doing circuits in the garden. She she likes to go to the gym, so she wasn't yeah. doing nothing and um, the weight just creeps on you slowly. Yeah. It just goes up and up and up. You got the opportunity as well, haven't you? Because the fridge is always there. If you're at oh, home, mate. it's kinda of like it's yeah. dangerous. I was eating like, I was eating like a king, me. <laughs> Good. So but I suppose you were quite lucky in a sense. I was looking at obviously back at the record because you fought the Ghanaian Tetty in, in March, didn't you? So you actually yeah. had a about just before lockdown, whereas some guys have, have been, you know, not far off a year now out of the ring. Yeah, you know what? I was really grateful to get a, get a bit of money as well. Obviously, I got paid in March, which a lot of fighters haven't been paid this year, which it's really hard as it is, boxing mm. in the month when you're living off nothing because 
we only get paid when we fight. So I was really lucky to get a little fight in, and um, it, it turned me over till, mm. till, till obviously till August. So I'm all, yeah, I'm okay. Oh, that's good. Yeah, people don't really appreciate it, do they? And it's funny because you put on social media very transparent that you get a lot of messages from people asking you for free free CBD oil and, and kind of helping you out. There's a perception, I think, that because you're high profile, you, you had a, you know that amateur success, Commonwealth champion, that that, that boxing's a lucrative business, especially when we see the Mayweathers and the, the Anthony Joshuas as well, don't we? We perceive it as being being that, but even at title level, it's not necessarily that well paid. No, I promise you not, mate. Like it's just like obviously I I'm quite lucky because. I've come from an Olympic background and I've, I get a bit more money than, than most, but at the, like, the lower level, mate, they're just, they're just getting by like normal people. They're just like, yeah. they're just fighting. Hopefully, they've got sponsors to help them out. But some pro fighters have to, have to work a normal job and train to like to live, which is really, really hard. I don't know, don't know how they do it. I, I literally couldn't do it. Mm. I, literally, I literally couldn't train on my train and work because I'm always exhausted as it is. When I, when I get home from the gym, I'm, I'm really, really tired. So to be home to a job, any any fight yeah. you, do, you, do, you do with that's got so much respect for myself yeah there's a Brad Foster isn't there the guy that was on BT on the first yeah. fight night back and he um he, he works nights in a supermarket which Mate. is just unreal when you think about it Mate, trying yeah. to train he's, after he's, that he's a prime example who we were meant I watched that fight and I thought this kid mate how's he, how's he managed to, to, to he was fitter than he, he was fit probably fitter as well he was a great fighter yeah, how he managed to work and train, mate, it's unbelievable. Yeah, no, definitely. So, how how are you um how are you reflecting on everything? So, I suppose we don't know yet, like with the the ease of getting matches with with lockdown, relative lockdown. Do you think um do you want to get obviously a win against Adam and then and then move on and, and kind of accelerate accelerate now after you've had that kind of rebuild from from the loss to Fitzgerald? Yeah, yeah. Me coach Shane wants me to move wants me to move really fast. To be honest, he, he really believes in me, me coach, which is um it's very flattering for me. He wants me mm. to move on like, really, really fast. But I've said to him, I want to box for a British title, hopefully before the end of the year. Like, that would be like a, a, a little small dream for myself, just to be British champion. It would be a nice thing for me. Yeah. Like, I yeah what's I what's I happening with Fitzgerald, you know? Because um, Adam Harper said to me he's got AWOL or something. He's not sure what, what's that. Yeah, what I, I, as far as I was aware, he was in jail at one point. Oh, jail, wow. I'm not sure if the, if the ball might have banned him or something. So, more than likely, he will get stripped. But, I'd love to fight him for the title if I could, mm. but regardless, the belt's there. It's it's a it's a small it's an ambition of mine, and um, I'd love to win that belt. So I'd love to fight for that at the end of the year. If yeah, yeah. Do you think? Because what did you learn from that loss? Because I was there that night. It was a great fight. It was um, it was fantastic. But did you did you was it the biggest learning experience you've had in the pro ranks? Yeah, by by far. It was obviously I think it was a lot of like naivety on my behalf, thinking it'd be an easy fight, and I was a bit. Too, as everyone knows, a bit too overconfident, and um, I don't know. Being pro for eighteen months, I had not really had like a deep, a deep like fight on it. I've never been past six rounds, and mm. all my fights are all like really, really easy fights. Like I was going, I was going the ring, knocking people out. It was just a bit, it was a bit too easy for me. So when mm. I got in the ring with someone like Scotty, who could match me and push me, it was a bit of a shock to me. And uh, obviously, I was still, I was, in my opinion, I was still winning the fight until the last round, and obviously. I got mm. a little bit complacent in the last round. I went for the finish when I didn't really need to. I should have stayed behind my job and got, got the win on point. But mm. I wanted to knock him out, and um, that, that's what cost me, in my opinion. But it's a, mm. we, we live and learn, and um, if he happens for a reason, like I, I might not be as good as a fighter as I, I am now if I didn't get that defeat. And I do feel so I'm really improving now. I'm, I'm in a really good place, like mentally and physically. And I think people like yourself will, fight, will watch me next week and think, well, wow, Farrell's coming on and always like, I'm really improving like, yeah. I, feel like, I feel like a different fighter in the gym now I do feel really I'm much more stronger 
more mm. elusive, hard, like harder puncher. I think just coming together really nice. You get your man strength, aren't you? So late twenties now, you're kind of getting that that sort of natural strength as well. I had that when I was like fifteen, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you were a bit, yeah. You were you were well built, to be fair. Yeah, oh, I see that. Yeah, yeah. No, that's um, well, that's great. It's great that you've um, you've had that experience. It's funny boxing, though. You mentioned that. I've always and I know it's it's interesting because at Sky the last few months to help out, I've been doing a few MMA chats with people. I wasn't really aware of too much detail of the sport, but what's interesting is the the lack of shame that's attached to defeat. And it's kind of like, yeah. you know, whereas in boxing, like in MMA, people talk about it, how it's like kind of like you said, sort of easy matchups. And then suddenly you, you jump off the deep end yeah. and have a test that you're not prepared for. It's, it's a strange system that, isn't it? Though? Do you think that kind yeah. of hopefully will change eventually where people well, will accept defeats and as long as it's a good fight, et cetera, and that people are learning and, and developing? I think it was Maver with that, with that 15-0 record that like um, made everyone scared to lose type of thing whereas mm. in MMA they just come back like look at look at that until he's obviously a scouser yeah I think he's lost three of his last four fights and he, he's still one of the biggest names mm. in the sport which saves a lot isn't it because in boxing if you lost three out of four fights everyone will just write you off but because they're fighting every fight at, at the top level there's such much small margins between winning and losing like I think Darren lost three two against mm. the former champion so they're up there competing with the best and they can all beat each other because stars make fights in that sport like yeah certain people will, will beat other people even though they're ranked higher it's just all like styles where boxing should take every part of their book and just like everyone should just put good fights on for the fans rather than worrying yeah. about getting the O's and losing all the time because everyone's trying to protect the unbeaten record which I don't really care about it I will literally fight anyone as my mm. coach will tell you and as, any, as my previous coach will tell you whoever um you put in front of me, I'll just say sign, I'll fight. It doesn't really bother me. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. But that, you, you mentioned the fans end. I think that's important. I think that's part of the thing I get from, from mixed martial arts, UFC and Bellator and all the other organisations that they realise that if, if fighters put on a good show, regardless of the result, mm-hmm. that fans will follow them. And it's all about that at the end of the day, isn't it? It's about attention and, and having that fan interest. That's, that's, that's exactly right, mate. Obviously, if a fighter's showing up and he's putting it all on the line, and, he's, and, the, and the UFC, they do, mate, they, they go to the depths of the soul, mate. They try and win every single fight. Mm. If they do that, the fans get behind me. They think respect to him. He put it all in there. He put a good show on. We are paid to watch him again. They're not really yeah. asked whether they win or lose sometimes, as long as he put on a good show. Yeah, no, definitely. You're right. What do you know about um, Adam Harper's story? Because I've got to know in the past year, because he actually lives quite close to me and someone connected us. And um, he's, a, he's, a, he's a really interesting character who kind of feels like boxing has sort of saved him from a difficult childhood. And, and then he thought he had to retire last year, or did retire last year because of the sort of brain scans. And then that was reversed. Have you followed? Did you know a little bit about him? Um, I know, I know something happened with his brain scan. And he hasn't boxed for a while. And um... We was meant to fight a few a few years ago, and he, he, he didn't want to fight me. He was asking for for more money than what mm. they, they were willing to pay him at, at, at that time. So I think maybe now he's um he's in box for a few years. He's, he thinks you know what the best, and I want to get I want a bit of money at the mm. same time. So and I know I know he's a um, determined boxer. He's a determined fighter, and he's going to come and try and win, which is important. But. I do think ultimately he'd be, he'd be out, outmatched in every department. I think I'll be bigger, mm. stronger, better boxer, and I think I'll be fitter than, fitter than him as well. I think, I think one of his main things is his fitness. He's a really fit lad, but I think, I'll be, I think I'm going to be fitter come the night. And I think for me, body shots and me, and me jab are going to be a um, crucial factor mm. in the fight. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's a, he was an English champion as well, wasn't he? But he, 
he's credits to sport for having mentors because he, he didn't know his dad well. What, what did boxing give you? Because I, I've never boxed, but I've, I've followed it, you know, as a reporter and presenter and journalist. And it's, it's amazing the kind of the, the effect it does have on people, especially when people argue about the detrimental physical effects of boxing. You, you kind of see the, the character building aspects of it. It's, it's harder for me to express that as a non-boxer, but what, what does, what's the sport given you, Anthony? Yeah, it's, it's actually it's actually given me everything in my life, me that mm. everything I've got. I also the sport like the, the man I am today. I've I've done it my whole life. I've now done it eighteen years. I've been fighting now, so it's all mm. over new. And so obviously, and I do. I think it has built me character a lot. Like a lot of my family and stuff do not really like me the way I, the way I am. My my left work ethic and the way mm. I think it's all down to me to boxing and I've not I've not winning mentality that I've always had since I was a young kid. I've always wanted to win and succeed and better myself. And I think. Mm. That come from boxing, just like wanting to win them fights. I want to be want to be super champion. Mm. I achieved that. Want to be junior NBA champion. Achieved that. Want to be senior champion. Achieved that. Win the Commonwealth Games, go to the Olympics. I, I I set all the little mini targets every single year to me, and I had something to to strive towards in my life. Like I was only I was born in Sox of Liverpool, which there's not much opportunities there for young kids. There's not an mm. airport. It's like you know what I mean. Most kids like go on the wrong routes and stuff. I always had little targets every year, like to to achieve and. I always try my very best to achieve them, and I, I did step by step. And now I'm in an unbelievable position in my life where I'm a professional boxer. I've got two titles. I'm fighting now on Sky Sports. I'm with one of the best coaches mm. in the country. I'm just in a really good position, so I'm just really, really like blessed to be where I am. And I'm, I'm just trying to enjoy the whole journey as well as yeah. Like, is it is it is it giving you qualities that you obviously you've got the CBD oil you stuff you do on the side? Is it is it giving you those that discipline that sense of hard work goal setting? Is that is that helped the rest of your life as well? The, the boxing aspect. Yeah, definitely. I just think the person I am. I think I think it's down to my career. Like I had to be so disciplined when I was a young kid. Like when I was like twelve, um, I was on, I was on like a strict diet to make to make thirty nine kilos when mm. I was twelve. Like. And I, and I know adults now. You can't. I'm I'm with a discipline to like not eat treats and not eat like stuff. No, can't do it. Can't, no. you can't do it. Do you, do you die for like a few days? Yeah, look at the obesity it. problem. Yeah, in the country. I had, yeah, yeah. I, I I had to go through months and months of just as a young kid, twelve years of age, starve myself and train twice a day, going waking up aching and going to the gym, just like stuff like that. I I would never have had it if I went a boxer. And then as my years went by in my life, I've managed to like put that aspect into like businesses and like properties and stuff like that. And I try, try and like use that discipline to like strive towards other little goals like getting the positive mm. answers. Stuff like that. It's just like that it's just that mentality I've got and like for example if I if I had a son which I'd I'll hopefully mm. have a son one day, I would love him to like have, have one or two fights, even though I wouldn't want him to necessarily be a professional boxer mm. and it's a hard life. So I mean it's a really, really hard life. Like I, I've had to sacrifice so much get where I am I wouldn't want my kids to have to do the same but I like them to have one or two fights just so they they know how to handle mm. themselves and they know the discipline and, and they know like you know, you know one of the big things about fighting is I've got friends who can just have a three fight mm. in two seconds they, something kicks off the other start throwing punches but they, they knew they were scheduled to box at like 7pm <laughs> all the friends and family watching in a ring against mm. another fella they couldn't do it they couldn't yeah. hold together because it's that it's that that different like feeling of like a structured yeah. fight. So it, it, I think it teaches you a lot about yourself. I've, 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 De- I've dealing with pressure and it's sort of people watching that that yeah. kind of evaluation. Yeah. Yeah, I think we I think we make you a better person, and it's like like I said, pro boxing is a brutal sport. I would want my kids to be professional boxers. Mm. It's, not, it's not a nice game, but in terms of like having a few amateur fights, 
Yeah, often, would, often yeah. people who fight have a karma in a sense. So you mentioned street fights that they sort of respect the sort of dangers of violence and also, I suppose, get something out of the basement because they're doing that. They're getting rid of that energy and that sort of angst, aren't they, in the, in the ring every day? Yeah, definitely. I think um, I'm like a really chill person. I'm, I'm really like dead calm and I'm always like dead relaxed. You would never think I was a boxer mm. if you didn't if you didn't know a box. I'm just like a dead chilled, nice person, yeah. basically. But I, 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 I channel all my, all my energy into the gym and then when I come home, I'm, I'm calm. Where some people, like you said, they've got a lot of anger in them and a lot, a lot of hatred for whatever reason. Mm. And they don't let it out at the end of fighting yeah. the cities. But if, if you like went to a gym and just had a few spars, bag sessions, pad sessions, they, they get an add and they, they just be like mm. calmer, better people because we, we, we all should exercise. That's something yeah, that's often a lot, a lot of people sort of argue that we should have the national service back for young men because of that kind of testosterone and, and sort of restlessness that people have in their youth that they don't know where to put it now. They're not exercising and not, and not directing it into sport or whatever. Talking of sport, Anthony, it's, um, obviously you are the cousin of, of Robbie Fowler, a huge football, football city in Liverpool. Did, were you ever tempted to play football? Did you play football? You, you're obviously boxing very early on. Yeah. No, I did a trap me. I just I never had that natural mm. talent for football. And um, when you're a, when you when you're a kid and you you you're not good, we won't do it. So like I, I try I try to like play. I had a few matches and stuff, and I never had much confidence as a young kid. I never had like the confidence to be on the ball and to and to like to like you know, yeah. be confident and try and shoot. And I was always like trying to pass the ball, and I wasn't really like very confident. And because I wasn't that good at it, and I wasn't confident, I didn't want to do it. Like football, in in a mad sense, can be like quite mm. intimidating. When you're, when you're a young kid, you make, you make a mistake, people yeah. start screaming at you. So, like, it can be quite hard for kids to play football, to be honest. So, whereas in boxing, I was on my own. So, if I, if I messed up in boxing, it was, it was down to me. I didn't have yeah. 10 people yeah. screaming at me. So, I think, I think I liked the fact that it was down to me more and no one was, like, no one was judging me. It was just, just about me and my own mm. little journey. So, I just I just, I just, I just found boxing was, boxing was for me and I, I was I was naturally mm. good as well. I went there and within a few weeks, I was, like, ready to box and all that. So, I had that natural talent yeah, so- fighting. I think I boxed. I think I boxed in like six weeks from going the first day in the gym. I boxed in like six wow. weeks and one, which is very, which is very rare. Which yeah. most kids don't do. Most kids would think with the years. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, but that's interesting though because football is is difficult to shine in a sense. You're not always in the centre of the arena. Even if, even if you're on the pitch, you can hide a little bit, or the game passes you by. But was that difficult with the the, the Fowler name? Obviously, it was called God, wasn't he, Robbie? Up on around around Merseyside, yeah. was was that difficult to yeah. to have that kind of uh, over you when you tried to play football? Um, no, no, I, I don't know. Maybe some kids did say, "Yeah, you very fast." Like, yeah, so they expect me to be good and stuff. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe, but I didn't really. Like, I always had a lot of Robbie, and I always thought, you know what, he he's come from talk to like the same as myself, and he's he's now a multi-millionaire. Mm. So I always respected him and looked up to him. And like a lot when I was a young kid, a lot of people used to say to me. I had it, Fowler's cousins fighting, or Robbie Fowler's cousins boxing, and I, I always wanted to make my own name. I always wanted to be like known as Anthony Fowler, not yeah. Robbie Fowler's cousin. So that's, what I, that's what I was called a lot when I was a kid, when I was when I was boxing, and like in the papers and that, they'd always call cousin of Robbie Fowler. You'd never like put Anthony mm. Fowler. So I have had a little bit of a little chip on my shoulder as well, and thought, you know what, I'm gonna prove, I'm gonna prove myself that I, I'm my own person. I'm not just Robbie mm. Fowler's cousin. I'm a go, I'm a go fighting myself, and I think. I finally got yeah, there, yeah, definitely did. You definitely have yeah, a Commonwealth <laughs> champion, and, and you, you kind of, let's say, Olympian, and you you make great strides in the in the pro ranks as well. What, um, and it, what an interesting aspect of, of Robbie has been lauded as well was, wasn't only his football aspects, was his business aspects. I mean, did you learn stuff from that? Because you've obviously taken to the CBD oil business, haven't you? Is it is an entrepreneurial sort of flair there? Is that do you think? Yeah, well, I, obviously, I, I I've copied Robbie. Like, I've got a few properties. I copy. I, I wanted to like, copy him in that sense, but. 
with the CBD oil, it was, it was, it was a complete mm. fluke, really. Like, some, some lad t- told me about it in um, 2017. Yeah. And, like, I didn't, I said, I said, I said, my initial reaction was, I can't have that yeah. in my box. And he was like, no, you can't, it's illegal. And I was like, I thought, thought it was marijuana. So, <laughs> yeah, I went, I went and told um, Dave Cole about it, which I expect him to say, don't take it. But he was like, no, I have it. brains and it helps me so much, this and that. So I was like, oh, that's strange. So if Cole yeah. was having it, it must be, it must be, it must be okay. So I went back and um, I, I had a bottle in the house. I just been sparring, putting off, and I got whacked in my jaw, and my jaw was really, really mm. sore. And I went home, and um, it was it was my ex girlfriend said to me, she was like, "Try that oil." I was like, "You reckon, <laughs> yeah?" She was like, "Yeah." I, I had I had a, I had a jaw day for me for my neck, and it fixed my neck straight away. And I was like, "That's yeah." So I, I had it for my jaw, mate, and a bit of mommy jaw was mm. throbbing within within twenty minutes, mate. No hands hands of God, my jaw felt maybe wow. better like I could eat. And- I thought. That's scary. Yeah, it was weird. It also relaxes people, doesn't it? it diminishes anxiety because you always think of yeah. marijuana like kind of the, the sort of stereotype is that it makes you feel panicky and stuff like that. But it's obviously the opposite in the oil form. Yeah, I know. I'm saying it was really, it was, it was really strange that I couldn't get my head around it. I was, I would work so fast and so mm. efficiently, and like I, I like tried a few more times again and stuff. And every time I, I had it, it was working. So I started promoting it then, and then every time that um, someone got some off me. Within a few days, oh man, that stuff's amazing. I can sleep now. I can, my pain's gone. And it's not, I'm saying this stuff's medical <laughs> stuff. How do people That's not know great. about it? How do people, how do people not know about it? Do you know what I mean? So, I've then, I've now then went to pure research, sort of research at loads, and it goes back like hundreds of years. Everyone was using like hemp for like yeah. everything for like rashes in the skin, pain relief, headaches. Everyone was using hemp years ago. But when aspirin come around, they have done like a bit of a campaign, yeah, with the hemp. So in the end, they, they managed to get cannabis banned. Oh, that's the alcohol people, is it? Trying to hemp. do that, yeah. Aspen. So Aspen, Aspen, like, yeah. Because obviously they were, like, losing money because their stuff was, like, a pharmaceutical mm. drug that helped headaches and stuff. They wanted, like, ma- like ca- cannabis, hemp, to be banned because that's like a bit of a rival wow. company. So they, they put they did, like, a big, massive campaign to, like, get it illegalized. And obviously, cannabis can be bad. Obviously, if you have too much cannabis, Stoned, they got they go a bit lethargic, a bit paranoid. It is bad for mm. you, but the actual CBD has got no THC in, so all you're getting is positive effect, ah. effects on the um, on the body. Like it's, it's massive. There's a whole system in your body called your endocannabinoid system, which is designed just for ah. CBD and other cannabinoids. Wow. This, 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 this discovered in 1992, I think, it was 1992, and um, yeah, by a fellow mm. in Israel. So, so most like medical professionals now. You've like graduated years ago, haven't learned about it because it's been around. Yeah, long, yeah. You know I mean? well, it's amazing, though, isn't it? Like yeah, what we class class in society as as positive. Like we let alcohol be legal, and, and there's always been that objection to marijuana, but it's it's all kind of arbitrary in the end of the day. And lots of good things yeah. are, have not been accessible to people, which is which is. Yeah. How do you manage? How did you manage your energy with that, Anthony? Because obviously you've got the properties, you've got the CBD oil, you, you are on social media and everything like that. Do you? Do you have to limit yourself to, to how much you do when you're in a um, fight camp? No, I've got, I've got people to help me. Obviously, I've got I've got a, like a, so, like someone on the Supreme social media page. They they help. Um, I've got me I've got me I've got, I've got a lot of time in as well. You know, like you think obviously mm. I'm in camp all the time, but the reality is I'm I'm sitting in Kent. Like I, yeah. I, I stayed like what <laughs> three or four hours a day. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm on my own in a housemate, so I've got like a lot of time sitting around. It's like it's not much me- energy sending a few messages in there. It's not really it's not really like. No, that, that hard, and I, and I really enjoy it because I really enjoy helping people. It's like one of my, my passions in life now. Like I really like love helping people. It's like I can whenever I can, I will. Because it's such a, such a nice, rewarding feeling. I think 
for the world needs more of it, to be honest. Yeah, no, I think you're at the moment, everyone's really divided and, and anxious and, and sort of, um, you know, it, it kind of camps of, of left and right and all sorts of different groups. So it's, it's great when people are bringing something that, that relaxes people and makes them calmer and yeah. hopefully more, more open minded. Well, mate, I've, um, I've kept you for, for nearly 25 minutes, but I'm looking forward to next week and, and seeing you in action. When do you travel down and what's the, um, the plan for entering the bubble? Yeah, I'm going on um, Monday for the BSL Hotel for them. Um, I think it's half 12 for a COVID test. Yeah, and I'm going to isolate in the room for like 12 hours till I get the all clear, which hopefully I will. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, you know, yeah, well, that's the weird thing about this this coronavirus. Some people have it and don't even know they've got it, do they? So it's, it's, I guess everyone gets anxious when they go there to get the, yeah, the results. Nah, I know I haven't got it. I mean, I've been, I've been saying, like, I've been saying twice a day for the last 10 weeks. I'm sure I've had something like that. I don't know, wouldn't I? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, hopefully, yeah. Nothing wrong with me. So, yeah, so obviously once I pass that, uh, I think we've got a media warehouse on, when, on Tuesday. I'll just chill out then and I'll, I'll weigh in Thursday and I'll just kick ass Roddy. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah, well, good, good man. Like I said, no, I know, I know Adam well, but I've always had this, this situation of boxing as a journalist and I always have to try and stay impartial and just say, yeah. I hope the best man wins. That, I hope that, you're that, both, that's it. Both that's healthy. It. Yeah, they, they, it's a sport. You know? Obviously, Adam's worth that. I've worked hard. The best, the best man will win on the night. Me, that's, that's the fact. Yeah. Well, great. Well, I appreciate you um, spending some time with me, mate, so close to the, the actual event and uh, best of luck and, and hopefully speak to you again in the future. Thanks very much, Ed, mate. Nice speaking to you. You too, buddy. Take care. Bye, Thank bye. you. Bye-bye. Bye. So there we have it. Anthony Fowler, 25 minutes. He said he could give me a week out from the fight. Really appreciate that. Just have a quick chat to him, catching up with him. Uh, sort of admired his work from afar, particularly working as a presenter for Matchroom on their world feed at the boxing. Covered a lot of his fights between sort of 2018 and the end of 2019. And his rise that, that was kind of abruptly interrupted, as he, as he said, against Scott Fitzgerald last year in his native Liverpool as well, in which Fitzgerald kind of outfoxed him and maybe outthought him a little bit. As he said, he was, he was sort of compelled just to come forward and be relentless. And maybe when he had met more of his physical match, he was sort of outthought in that match. So it's, it's interesting to hear him talk about the, the importance of defeat. And it's always a weird aspect of boxing that you know, people are castigated for defeat when actually in life... A lot of the self-development stuff I'm sure you're aware of, which can be corny at times, but that whole aspect of you learn more in defeat and setbacks and micro-failures than you do perhaps in um, just simply going through the routine and doing the same thing and getting the same result without that kind of need to, to correct and adjust. And evidently he's done that. For me, as I say, it's a conflicted one for him in his match against Adam Harper because I've got to know Adam, think his story is inspiring in terms of boxing, turning him around. And for him, I think boxing is very much an internal sort of goal because... He, uh, he struggled, left home at 16 and, and then through the sport found a self-respect, a dignity, a mentorship from, from other older men. He hadn't known his dad. So it was, he's, he's not doing it seemingly for, for a business sense, although he wants to make as much money as possible now. But for instance, his Instagram profile is, is private and things like that. So he's not doing the sort of mass promotion, which is the business part of boxing, the reality of it. So I think Adam is doing it for a different motivation, actually, which is, which is interesting. But interesting to get Anthony's perspective there is, is illuminating very much a business mindset and, and so strange that he did end up copying his cousin Robbie Fowler who'd lived in the shadow of a little bit in Liverpool as a famous striker for Liverpool called God and played for Leeds United in England as well um, if you want to look up Robbie Fowler if you're a youngster you don't know him I'm sure you've heard the name echoing down the years Anfield legend um, particularly when he was a teenager actually late teens was fantastic remember scored a hat-trick against Arsenal in a few minutes uh, but yeah, so it's interesting that, that Anthony's embraced that sort of public persona to a certain extent, but interesting to watch him on social media talk about people who 
feel entitled to, to hit him up for charity. And again, outlining there the, the sort of reality of boxing, it's not particularly lucrative by the top point zero point five percent who we read about in uh, in the papers and online, the big, big, big earners. Uh, it's a very um, polarised sport in that, in terms of British title fights, not necessarily particularly lucrative, even at that level, uh, which you might, with the kudos attached to that Lonsdale belt, you might imagine would be fairly well uh, remunerated, but they have a lot of costs as well with trainers and gym fees and sparring opponents they have to pay for out of that one purse. And it's interesting he said about the importance of getting that match in, in March before the lockdown and how other boxers are struggling. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Thank you to the sponsors, Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV, specialists in the finest home entertainment brands, providing solutions based around high quality service and installations. And also remember cytoplan.co.uk at the moment with the coronavirus, apparently resurgent in, the, in parts of the world whether that's due to more testing in part or the actual virus is more common we don't really know do we at this stage but in terms of stealing our immunity we definitely believe in in foundation formula and immunovite in particular which is a supplement that cytoplan do that contains selenium zinc uh, vitamin c and beta glucans i believe the selenium and zinc more of a stealing uh, this is not again this is stuff I'm relaying from doctors and particularly my father who I've spoken to rather than me sitting here as a sports journalist and, and telling you about it it's um, things that steal so selenium steals a cell wall against infection um, and do get out in the summer uh, in the sun this weekend as well get that vitamin D don't get sunburned but I think uh, Dr. Ranulf Crook who runs the Optimal Health Clinic in Cheltenham who was on the podcast a couple of times in the past few months he definitely says to get out between 11 and 3 I think you may have a slightly bigger window at the moment because the sun's fairly high in the sky still at this time of year. But if you get out for 10 minutes in that period, get a vitamin D boost. And you may want longer, of course, if, you, if you're not white, if you've got darker skin, more melanin in your skin, maybe a slightly longer exposure to generate that vitamin D, which is apparently a big factor in COVID-19 and, and, and resilience to it as well. And um, uh, kind of uh, feeling sensitive to it and, and vulnerable to it, vitamin D deficiency might be significant. Anyway, guys, appreciate listening to the podcast. Have a great weekend. If you could rate it on iTunes, great. If not, if you just want to listen to it, that's great too. Uh, Follow me on social media if you want. Ed Draper, sports broadcaster in the UK. On Twitter, Ed Draper 81. On Instagram, Ed underscore Draper 81. Thank you for listening and I'll speak to you again soon. Bye for now.